Hello and welcome to the new Christian podcast, Carrying the Drinks. We were briefly known as the Night Watchman, but we're back now under a new Elias. Um, I'm Joe Soward. I'm joined by Dan Wiseman and Tom Soward. We're recording this on a rainy pancake day. Uh, so, guys, how are you celebrating these uh, joyous festivities? Uh, I assume, like most people, probably a few pancakes tonight. Uh, not much more, really. Nice. What? What? I'm going to have chocolate and banana, obviously. What is your? What, what are your guys' elite pancakes? For me, very simple: lemon and sugar is the best way to go. Uh, it's a bit boring, but it is the best, and that's why it is the most popular. No, I just don't agree with both of you. I can't think. I can't fault either of you. I reckon I probably have one of each. Yeah, probably um, are. To be fair, chocolate and banana is a strong choice. It is one I might go for as well. It does feel like such a waste, though, sometimes when you have like this nice dairy milk chocolate bar and you're melting it for pancakes because dairy <laughs> milk is so nice. Yeah, you think you flirt with the idea of buying a cheap home brand chocolate bar, but then you um, you melt it down and you think to yourself, this tastes not very nice. So you may as well spend the extra 60p and get a dairy milk. We're not affiliated by Cadbury's, by the way, guys. We just we just love the chocolate. Other, other, yeah, other chocolate bars are available to melt down uh, for your pancake needs. Um, uh, our chocolate poll will be on a different podcast. Yeah. Um, so back to you, Joe. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. So not only is it pancake day, it also was also the what turned out to be the final day of the second test match in the England India series. Uh, so two games into the four game series taking part in India. Both of these games so far have taken part in Chennai. And it's one apiece and halfway through. Uh, so we'll jump back, what, two weeks, week and a half uh, to the first test. Um, so like I said, in Chennai. But this one was behind closed doors. No fans in there at all. Uh, I'll quickly run through the 11 that England went with. Uh, we had Rory Burns back after missing the Shrank at all. Uh, Dom Sibley at the top. Uh, John Lawrence at three with Johnny Best no longer, no longer in the squad. Joe Root, uh, Ben Stokes back again. Ollie Pope back. Josh Butler, Dom Bess, Joffre Archer, Jack Leach and... James Anderson, uh, pretty much what was expected when we saw the squads. Um, obviously, Pope was past fit after a few um, few, fitness te- few fitness tests, a few training sessions, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And obviously, he went on to win the win the toss, and we batted first. Um, but like, like I said, would would you expect seeing anything differently selection wise? No, I think um, obviously from the first podcast, uh, we sort of thought of our main eleven, and I think me and I think me and Tom agreed on the same one. Um, and if obviously if if um, Pope hadn't been available, also you probably have had Lawrence down the order with Crawley at three. Um, obviously Crawley but, not available but, after breaking yeah. his wrist. Uh, yeah, Crawley slips, obviously, yeah. Crawley obviously over on a over. shining surface, which is yes. um, um, yeah, like, <laughs> I mean, we've all had a few drinks and fallen over in the change rooms before. But yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. Not that, before, that, it's not before a test match against India. Yeah, yeah I, I like to think it is. Um, it's not actually him having a few more beers and then staggering <laughs> home after a few yeah. but that might be from the English squad of 15 years ago but this year this time now it's just there's no Freddie and KP surface. in there anymore yeah, no, no yeah. Freddie or KP but no I think um, yeah team wise no real surprise the only one really was probably uh, Broadway or Anson wasn't it uh, who was the finals the number 11 final seamer um, and he probably like, couldn't really it was a harsh, harsh to leave yeah Either, the, either of them out, but you probably would go with Jimmy after he played the final test in Sri Lanka and did what he did. Well, they played both played uh, well in Sri Lanka. Both had a big Yeah, big exactly, game. yeah. One of them is the number two ranked bowler in the world and I think now Anderson now is free, but he was still in top ten, so either yeah. way, you're going to take a quality quick. 
Um, and so we won the toss and it was good things from the start. I was up at four in the morning on the first day. Um, I believe you both had joined me at this time. Um, but yeah, it was a good start. Good start for England. And then Joe Root, of course, going big again. Uh, first, sorry, the third consecutive big score in test matches. Um, so what, what were your thoughts on the batting? Um, well, I what, obviously watching the opening partnership, like Burns had built up quite a good innings. Um, I was quite excited to see a England opening partnership go quite deep in the in India, um, but I felt like Burns gave his wicket away yeah. easily um, because I think they could have built on that. Um, and then obviously Dan Lawrence was just given a peach by Bummer. You yeah. can't you can't you can't do much for that. Um, but since then, Joe obviously we we talked about about Sri Lanka. Uh, he came in. He knew what he was going to do. He knew what was going to achieve a team and he built on that and that's that's why we ended on such a high score well he and Sibley were not although whilst he Sibley fell last quarter day of the first test but they had exactly 200 run partnership as England finished the day on 263 for free um Dom Sibley with 87 now and I mean that carried on a good form from the last session of the India uh, Sri Lanka tour um and obviously the next day everyone went to bed um I woke up at seven this day expecting in my head, my my pessimistic mind to look at it and see England had been skittled again. But um, it was another big partnership for England and it was um, Root and Stokes. And this time, Stokes took the driving seat and Root was able to sit back and accumulate his runs. I must say this about that. Um, when I went to bed and I woke up in the morning, 300 odd for three or four, and I was like, where Stokes got what's he done? I checked the score. Obviously, I completely missed it. And Stokes, Stokes just what eighty two. Yeah. It was a quick. It was a decent eighty two. It was quick eighty two. It was a very good test innings. But I completely missed it, and I, I I regret that. But I'm glad that obviously the England boys batting well in India. Yeah, I, I think um, for what we've seen from Joe Root's England in the last what year or so, if there was a way. We wanted to bat in the first innings. It was exactly that in, in the first test for India, really. Like, people criticised simply for batting too slow. But when you've got a lower order of the likes of Stokes, uh, Pope and Butler coming in, it doesn't matter how slow simply bats because those three will, will put time back into a game for you. Um, it's simply, simply went on to get, what was it, 80, a high 80s. Uh, and then also Stokes as well. Um but obviously batting at a much quicker pace. It allows Root to just rotate the strike as he as he was doing, um, take the pressure off himself. Stokes can play his shots in, in that middle order. Um, and I think in terms of the way that England, England want to play their cricket moving forward with this team, that was very much how I think they will go moving forward. They won't care he- about Sibley's batting rate. They will just let him bat. And then they will, as I say, they will look to the likes of Stokes, Pope and Butler coming in later on and obviously increasing that scoring rate. Um, and I, I'm, I'm pretty sure, even though that Stibley was batting slow, as some people would like to say, we still scored at a rate of around above three and over, which in, t- which in Test Match cricket is pretty good. Well, yeah, like we're after 89.3 overs when the day ended, England were 263 for three, which... Isn't slow by any means. No, obviously, exactly. usually you probably aim for about 100 a session, but you're not going to get all that in there. And obviously, being a turning pitch, etc., um, it's very good from England. 
Um, obviously, as we said, Sibley got 87, Stokes got 82. And then we've got Pope, Butler and Best, so the middle order to begin on the tail end, uh, all came in with useful 30s. Um, Butler got a bit of a... Well, I'm not sure if it was a peach or a wrong decision in that he's left one that's gone on. So obviously you can never really be sure because obviously not out of a... Um, basically he's left a straight one. He's been bold. I thought um, it was... And obviously that's the beginning of the end. Yeah, speaking on the on that Joss one, I thought it was uh, weird of Joss to leave the ball at that stage of the day, um, just because of the risk. Um, you obviously you obviously wouldn't expect him to miss it to just leave a straight one, um, but you you just thought like oh, I'm just get Joss through to the end of the day, yeah, coming in the next morning he'll go mental, um, and I think it's just a bit of a weird one for him to leave at that stage at that stage of the day. Um, uh, Dan, yeah, I agree, like. I remember talking to the podcast where, where we last week where we'd pushed Butler down to seven. Yeah. Um, and we'd given that, like, our middle order did perfect there, picking up the runs by mm. mid 50s. Um, and then just to see Butler do that was a bit odd. Um, and obviously, the ball after Butler departed, Joff Rocher did the exact same thing. <laughs> yeah, Joff. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> <Joffre. laughs> Is there a time that we accept Josh Butler as a number 10 batsman? Or Dream Josh Archer. Dream Josh Archer. Yeah. Um, yeah, no. <laughs> Jeffrey. Uh, he's, um, he's one that you'll see him score by a very quick 540 in the iPad or in the bash or in the, um, the blast. And you think to yourself, maybe come back, but then we've not seen it yet for England. Um, no, we haven't. I'm sure probably. it probably is. Yeah. I'm sure it probably is there. But. Like, what's his highest score for England? Was it that heading the game when he hit 20 quick? I think he hit a 30 at Mount Monganui in New Zealand a few years ago, or two years ago, yeah. whatever it was. But um, it, like I said, I think his average is like eight. But uh, like I said, he don't really mind at like, uh, eight. That's right, nine or 10, maybe nine. even 11. But obviously, you've got Anderson, who will be a number 11. Uh, Leach, maybe doing a bit of disservice by him at 10. Obviously, he's got a 92 in the cricket, and obviously that infamous one, uh, which and, um, you, can, you can't mention Jack Leach without mentioning. Jack Leach also has a test average of 16. Yeah. Um, but yeah, obviously, we've only lost the last few wickets for not a lot, but obviously, 578 all out, fair play. Um, I mean, in India, how, like, what, what do you want? Like, they were out in the field for how long was it? Like, like 190, 190 overs. overs. Exactly. And so, um, I mean, it, that's just perfect, isn't it, really? The, the pitch wears down, we get, we get the best of it in terms of batting conditions. Um, and then you'll see we just come out, and then yeah, we've, we've carried on where we obviously want us to leave off with the also, ball. Also, I'm really, really scared. We're going to say this about our first te- our first performance here, but then blame the pitch for the next test. So, well, going uh, we'll, on to we'll the next, <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll come on that a bit later on. But yeah. I think um, we're not even off the first innings yet, guys. Yeah, yeah. Say, once we've yeah. wrapped up, maybe <laughs> we can comment on that. Second innings, obviously, India 337 all out. Uh, so that England took in a lead of uh, what just over 240 of my quick mass isn't great. Um, obviously, Archer got us off to a good start. Uh, Pajara offered a bit of resistance. Uh, Coley out for 11 quite cheaply, Rahane out cheaply as well. Uh, but then obviously, Pant, Pajara, and Sundar um, offered a little bit of resistance. Um, obviously, Pant took to Leach with a bit of a bit of a loving care. Um, yeah, <laughs> well, I, I like I said, as we said in the previous one. Uh, Rishabh Pant is somebody I respect massively as a cricketer I think he's great I think he's, for someone who's so young um, obviously he knows his game specifically well he knows that he is for one of a better I hate using the term 
to describe anyone that's not playing county cricket, uh, not playing club cricket, but he's a bit of a biffer. But he does it well. Hence yeah. the fact he is um, obviously India's number one wicketkeeper. Um, but yeah, when yeah, four, India was uh, 73 for four. And then when Pajara was out, it was five, 192 for five. And that's also just shows how Bajara and Pank can back correctly. Like Bajara will be at one end, he'll soak up the balls, he'll just get a few singles. Whereas Bajara, uh, that gives Pant a license at the other end to go and do and play how he wants to. Yeah, I mean, I, I think Pant for India is, is very similar to sort of your Gilchrist or your or for us Butler fashion in that if he can come off, he will change the game of cricket in one session. Like, Wait, it, I'm going to question this. Like, he. He, he will score 100 in a session at some point and change the game completely. Um, and I think he, he's one to watch for the future. Like the, way, the way he plays, the way he cuts the ball, which is very Indian style, with all the wrist work and he hits the ball so hard. Um, one thing I will say about him is, well, like, as everyone, as, as a batsman, is, like, for him, the first sort of 10 balls are very key. He wants to get on like he wants to score quickly from ball one, um, and I think that that, that is something going forward. Teams will will target in him. Like if if he, if he doesn't get that boundary ball away early doors, like uh, it's, he may put a bit of pressure on himself to, to, to do something silly. Um, but he's one. I mean, he, he is, in terms of Indian cricket, he is one to watch for the future. Uh, right, Dan, I'm just going to quickly ask: Have you just compared Gilchrist to Butler? Well, in, that, well in, in terms of the Test match cricket, Gilchrist, like he, he was the only for, for, for um, Australia. He would come in at six or seven, and be able to score a hundred. Like he was, it was he, 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 he was great for him. I mean, I, uh, in terms of in, in terms of Butler, surely he's uh, Butler is what we, we want from England out of Gilchrist. Surely, a guy who can come in at seven, six seven, and score a hundred quickly, like. Obviously, he's not the same player as Gilchrist in terms of the calibre. Okay, as of, but, but yeah, I'm not, like, not comparing them as of like the quality. I'm just comparing Unless, the person. And, and the role they play is very similar. You mean, so he's a less consistent Adam Gilchrist? Oh, yeah. Adam Gilchrist, what average is what? Probably like 47. Yeah. I think Josper is probably uh, late. late oh, yeah, 100%. We'll I'm not, find out not, for you guys yeah. what Jos Butler Gilchrist average. their quality... In terms of the role they play, I think it's very similar. But those yeah, three play a very similar role in, in, in their teams. Um, okay, so... And also Gilchrist is just the, is, is the best example of, of all of those. All right, so think of Adam Gilchrist. What do you yeah. reckon his test match average was, wise? I reckon it was probably high 30s. Okay, Dan, high uh, 30s. I'd, Joe, what are you saying? I'd go like 47 or 8 or something. Joe is obviously Googled. Because it was okay. forty-seven point six. Fair play, yeah. So, as a yeah. wicket keeper, as a keeper, batting at what, like six, seven? Yeah, six, like seven. In, in yeah, so I mean, it's just absolutely, he's crazy. Uh, the only time I, really I can remember him ever getting out was two thousand and five Ashes when Finn was friendly toast every time yeah. around the wicket. Yeah. It, took, it, it took people ages to really like, try to flick it down go, leg side. Go around no, the wicket. It, it wouldn't work. It might work, um, but yeah, like. Gilchrist is the best to ever do that in terms of the role that they play. And I think like England and India want to use Butler and Pan in that same scenario. A guy who can come oh. in at seven 
and score a hundred in a session and take the game away from 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 a team. But like, you say the amount of times we tried to do that, like an example, Jason and Roy, we were trying to play the David Warner innings in the Ashes last time. Yeah, and that didn't work. I mean, Roy was different in, in that Roy had barely batted like, above six for Surrey. Yeah, he batted like, six for Surrey. Like, yeah. That was a weird one. That that was a weird one by the selectors. Um, Especially like, when you have Dom Sibley over there, averaging yeah. fifty-five each game. Yeah, but I think um, obviously, I mean, Gilchrist's stats there show he was just a one of a kind in that sense. Um, but in terms of like, yeah, the role that those guys play in their teams, Pan and Butler should be looking to do what Gilchrist did for Australia. We'll put, we'll put a pin in the Adam Gilchrist chat for the moment and we we'll, might come back to it later on. Um, <laughs> yeah, we England, like said, hold, there, hold them all out for 337. Anderson had two at the end, Archer had two at the beginning and then Leach and Bess shared some in the middle. Leach with two and Bess with four. England went back out there, um, only about for 46 overs, 46.3 uh, and 178 all out. Obviously, we could talk uh, to the Cavs come home about different differing opinions about whether they should have declared. Um I think maybe yeah, the thing they had, I think, I think, yeah, I was gonna say, I think the thing they had in their mind is they've just seen India uh, batter for a draw in Brisbane, no, in Sydney, and then destroy Australia in the last day in Brisbane. Yeah, um, that probably wasn't in the back of their minds, which is fair enough. I yeah. would have said no to declaring. I'm completely with them. Yeah, but obviously, uh, uh, Joe Root top scored with a forty, uh, well, with a thirty-two balls, so you can tell the intent that England went for from there. Um, and obviously, Ashwin finished with six wickets. Uh, obviously, some of them good balls and some of them just ridiculous shots. Yeah. Uh, James Anderson came out after, well, I tried to reverse sweep the first ball and then the next <laughs> ball he popped straight back up for him. Um, so, thank you very much. you got to love James Jamie. Anderson for that one. Um, then, how do you reverse sweep a ball back to the bowler? I'm just intrigued. Well, no, he, he bowled his first ball he tried to reverse sweep and the second one he tried to pop over long off and then ended up popping yeah. it about two metres down in front of him. <laughs> yeah. Um, but then, obviously... England went back out there, 192. Uh, sorry, 192. Uh, how many runs to win? Um, and then what What followed after that? The first, sorry, the last session of the first, uh, fourth day, Jack Leach got an absolute, um, it was oh, just missing. And so many times it was like, oh, just oh, the wrong length, just the wrong length, just the wrong um, yeah. line. And then he got one to pitch in the perfect position to Sharma and he got a bold. And then, um, what was it? Yeah, 25 runs gone. They were one down. And that was how it ended on the night. So one down uh, with Pajara still in. But I think going to bed that night, I was confident, but not overly so. I don't know what your thoughts were going into the final day. My thoughts for that day was, obviously, England didn't declare for a while because they were, I, I reckon they were a bit worried about what they did in Australia. Uh, but I think what they do in India, India is a completely different place. Like the spin... The pitch will deteriorate all the time. The spin will happen. I, I think Joe Root knew what he was doing. I, I had no 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 problem with what we did going into that last morning. I, I mean, I was very confident we were still going to get the victory, just in terms of the, of, of the caliber of, of bowls we had available to us. Um, even with like you still had like Archer to steam in, and you knew he was going to do something. Um, Leach was bowling really well. Polly didn't get the didn't get the just award that he was getting for in the first innings. Um, I, I, I I was confident on the day five pitch we'd be able to take nine wickets. Um, 
even with the caliber of the Indian batting lineup, I thought we had enough enough of the ball to, to do it on that final day. Yeah, and then obviously we get into that final day. Um, I think it took about forty five minutes for the first week to fall, uh, but then uh, after that they um, started to tumble. Then obviously Shubman Gill offered a bit of resistance. Then after he got to his fifty, uh, Q James Anderson has come back in the attack and bowled one of the um, one of the best overs I think I can definitely re- remember in Test cricket. Probably up there with Freddie in 05. About to say, um, yeah, it reminded me of Freddie in 05 of the two wickets that changed that changed that whole feeling of the Test match. Um, but also doing it in completely different conditions. Yeah, um, obviously getting the ball to reverse swing, etc. He's managed to hit the spot perfectly. Uh, like the first one to Gill was an absolute snorter. Um, and then the next ball, I would have given that out as well. If I was on on-field umpire, I'm definitely given out. And then obviously it was one of the tightest umpire calls I've seen in a while. But then yeah. it doesn't really matter because uh, uh, two but, two balls later. But we will revisit umpire's call later. Uh, two two balls later, um, he gets it again. And then again, it's just super bowling. Like the stumps cartwheeling out of the ground. I think there's no better watch in cricket, no better thing to see than stumps going cartwheeling. Imagine if you're Jimmy Anderson here. Like you've been written off by the English public for being too old. Um, and then you rock up in India and you bowl, I'd say, in the top three overs with the over of Flint off versus Ponting, Flint off versus Callis, and then Anderson now versus the Indians. Like he's 38 years old. Like that's nuts. Anderson is consistently written off, isn't he? Because, oh, he can only do it in the UK or. His average before 30 is rubbish. Well, not rubbish, but just not as great. But then you think to yourself, yeah. the longevity of a pace bowler to play for that many games, the skills he's got, and the managed to adapt. Like I said, if you look at his first 20 test matches, he probably averages, what, 40 with the ball. But it doesn't matter because he's probably averaging, what, 26 with the ball now. He's the world's leading pace bowler in terms of wickets. And he's got the ball on a string and do whatever he wants with it. I mean, um, I must say, I mean... I think for, for me, like, to, uh, for Jimmy, the biggest thing for me is his control of the ball as a swing bowler is just scary. He knows every single delivery, what he's going to do with it. And, and every ball, the seam is perfect. His wrist position is perfect. And to, to, to people say, oh, yeah, he, he's only taken that many wickets because he's played for such a long period of time. To me, that's I, actually... That's a, that's a compliment. A compliment yeah. to, to how like, fit he stayed. Um just how well England probably like looked after him in certain points of his career as well, um, and obviously he said we mentioned in the last podcast this whole break with the pandemic. He reckons he can play for another two years because he's had yeah. six months off of pure cricket. And I've just finished. Great. I've just finished reading Sir Alex Cook's autobiography, and he talks about how it was Captain James Anderson. Because obviously you don't want to go there and tell him what to do because he is probably the best at it in the world. But Alex Cook always found himself um, trying to like. He said, trying to wind them up to get him in the perfect place. Because if he's if he's not like, um, I use the word aroused in the right way. If he's just yeah. sat there thinking this is dull, he's not going to do it. If he's over so, then he's not going to. He's going to be too like angry, too kicking off, etc. But if he's in the right position in his mind, he's going to be able to focus properly and get everything on like perfectly. And that's what um, Alice Cook said. He used to stand at mid off whenever he bowled, or he'd get someone standing mid off and just try to say things to try and not set him off, but. Uh, get him get him motivated. Right get yeah. him motivated to like be be pumped up enough to do what he does best. Yeah. Um. Obviously, credit to Jack Leach as well to come back after being given the treatment from um 
Rishabh Pant in the first innings and he finished with four wickets. Um, so England obviously bowled them all up for 192 in the end. Um, Virat Kohli offered some resistance for 72. And I think Kohli probably would have could have batted for a lot longer. Um, yeah, I agree. Comment on the pitch. Yeah, he, he got a good ball from Stokes that did keep low. But that's test cricket, isn't it? Um, sometimes it works yeah. in your favour, sometimes it doesn't work in your favour. Exactly. Yeah. Um, um, I'm a bit mentioned, I mean, I got so much praise to Jack Leach um, because he's watched his, his spin partner, Don Bess, chuck up full toss after full toss on day five when you're, when you're <laughs> wanting your spinners to be your, your match winners. And, he, and, and he's thinking, like, oh, like if, if Bess has lost it for some reason, whatever issues Bess had, Leach is then thinking, wait a sec, I am our only main spinner left. Just now got to bowl for the whole day and be able to take wickets. And I think that just like to take the punishment that he did from Pant in the first innings and just continue to do what he did was superb. Um, and I, I think we've seen over the course of these first, first two tests that he is England's number one spinner in terms of the control that he has and his ability. I think, it's just... I think, it's, it's just superb the, from Leach. Superb. It's just the bounce back ability that Leach has. Like he yeah. can see beat uh, Bess. Sorry, at the other end, like in Sri Lanka, getting all the wickets whilst Leach is bowling class. Mm. And then you go to India. Bess still falls a bit shit, and then Bess loses Leach. it basically. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, the, his bounce back ability is class. Like the fact yeah, that he can right. come back and still bowl consistently, even with Moeen in the new test. I'm sure we'll touch on this, but yeah. Uh, so obviously England win the first test by 227 runs, uh, by many media outlets and individuals is um, being one of England's better performances abroad, maybe one of the best tests England have probably ever played abroad. Um, obviously, like I said, people were talking about declaring, etc. Uh, one of my favourite things um, was, I mean, England put on Instagram a picture of uh, Joe Root and someone having a beer after the test and we're like with the caption of declaration never in doubt and uh, Stuart Broad commented and tagged Michael Vaughan and said oh, I think yeah. this one's aimed at you which is one way to silence your critics yeah that's superb I also just love the, how like the um, the players and stuff like, do go after some of the pundits sometimes so obviously pundits can be very obviously harsh at some point they can be very very um, respectful in, in, in things they say and to have the character and just the the, the basically the balls to come out and do that is class. Like well, it's, it's brilliant. In a non-COVID world, obviously, when you go to some places, um, for example, places in Sri Lanka in uh, the Caribbean, they're quite small places, so you're more than likely going to be staying in the same hotel. Yeah. So you might like read an article one night, say for example, Jeffrey Boycott slagging you off, and then you get up for breakfast in the hotel the next day, and Jeffrey Boycott's. Sat there, and you got to think yourself. Yeah. Do you ignore him, or do you go and talk to him, or what? Exactly. Um, or like you said, like awkward moment into a lift together. Um, but I think that's one of the things that cricket's got in that it's always relatively uh, good respect, and obviously people who give the opinions. Some obviously not everyone's opinions right, but obviously everyone's entitled to their own opinions. Um, but I feel like you're going to be less um, less put off by it if it's someone who has, for example, Michael Vaughan. I think he's currently still well, he's joint most amount of test wins as captain, which obviously Joe Root leveled up him in this test match. Yeah. Um, so he's got obviously a little bit of respect towards his name. Um, but yeah, like I said, it's all about good hearted and light hearted and the fact that it, they give it back, they take it, you get on with it. Be no point in moaning yeah. uh, yeah, I agree. stopping from it. Very good, very good. I think, yeah, yeah it also helps that like some of the lads obviously grew up 
uh, watching the guys obviously play cricket as well. So there's that, that's, the, the, there's that respect there for them in terms of they've played before. They probably do have the right to say certain things. But at the same time, if you say something that you get wrong and, and you've got to basically take it from someone else, they have the right to do that. And I think it's, it's a very good relationship between the media yeah, um, and the England team at the moment, uh, which is great to see. Um, so I'll say after that test, uh, a few changes in the squad. Joss Butler flew home um, as part of the squad rotation policy. Um, yeah. But yeah, obviously that meant that it would obviously be one of folks or James Bracey to have a go unless we want to give Pope, this, Pope the gloves. And uh, obviously that's what happened in the second test. Yeah. One thing we haven't mentioned actually, lads, is how good is it to see Test Match Cricket back on Channel 4? Free to air TV for everyone. I, I, oh, I quite should have mentioned that. At God, the start. yes, um, it's yes. so good. Uh, obviously, you had Cookie on as the main sort of panelist in the first test. Uh, they've soon got a couple, couple more involved as well. Um, I think obviously, obviously, for England terms of a point of view, we've had Butcher and Nick Knight on comms out in India. Who I think they've been really good. Butcher uh, specifically has been really good. I think on commentary. Um, someone for Sky who doesn't get as much coverage compared to the others. Um, but it's great to see it back on free to TV, isn't it? Everyone, everyone can watch it. Um, I know that I've had a couple of final members uh, phone me up and say uh, they're glad they can watch it again. Especially during lockdown as well. Obviously, nothing really going on. People can get up in the morning and then basically t- till 12 o'clock they've got something to watch. Which is, I agree, Dan. You know, it, it's it's like, so good to watch. It, it's so, it reminds it's so me of everyone coming to, like, an example when it was on TV that we could all watch was the Cricket World Cup final. I think, how many yeah. million viewers came in for that? Oh, ridiculous. Loads. It was loads. Like, even people who didn't know cricket just want England to win the World Cup. It was yeah. incredible. But I think, since they watched that, they had a little interest in cricket. So I oh, think, definitely, definitely. Since, since that's happened, oh, well, it's, on few... cha- it's on Channel 4. I'm going to come back and watch that now. Yeah, you had a so T20... they watched this test match, and yeah, it, I you think it's good for cricket. You had a T20 and ODI uh, on last summer during the lockdown before, obviously for England versus Australia, um, which obviously piqued interest again. Obviously, the hundred was meant to be on free to air TV. We'll see how that pans out next year. But like I said, it's excellent to see people watching it and hopefully inspiring another generation of people to go and watch cricket. Because I can know for a fact that uh, cricket when I first got into it, I first realised how much I obviously loved the game, etc. was because of the 2005 Ashes series, which was the last test series on free to air television. Yeah. And Joe, I could tell you the only reason I'm into cricket is because of that 2005 Ashes series. Yeah, I, I mean, I think for all three of us, we were also the permutation when we were growing up, that was the main thing that summer. And it was such a good series that it got so much coverage and it obviously blew up for a lot of people. Um, one thing I'd love to see actually is actually is if there's some sort of deal that can be broken where with Sky. The, the Sky pundits yeah. and analysts come on Channel 4. Because one thing I will say is the Sky coverage is absolutely brilliant. The, the, there's very little bias tree. All the pundits are really good. The, the, the analysts are really good. Um, Ward is a brilliant host. I was taking over from Gower in the last year or so. Um, he's a great host. Very, very knowledgeable as well. Um, and, I, I, and Channel 4's coverage was, was also brilliant. But there's a way that we can take what Sky do in say in say in like um, the Zone and all their all their sort of documentaries. If that can also be a part of Channel 4's coverage, that would be so good for the future for the future of like Test match cricket in this country. 
Because I personally think Sky Cricket is the best like coverage across Sky from anything. Like maybe F1 is up there. I think football, uh, some of the commentary and some of the pundits aren't that great. They're just there because they're a big name. Whereas Sky, I think everyone that's on that panel is brilliant in terms of the points they give, what they talk about. Obviously, you've got Bumble there, who is a bit of the character, the jokes, joke everyone about, but he's still very good. Um, and they've also got a great relationship like, with each other because they've been doing it for so long now. I think if, if, well, if, if, if there's a way you can take the, the Sky pundits and analysts and put them with the guys at Channel 4 and have some sort of relationship, that'd be so good moving forward. Well, that will come with time when, obviously, I think they only got confirmed as being the host uh, broadcaster. Uh, it's literally like about what? Two, so yeah, started, that, yeah. So. It, was so, it was so soon before, wasn't it? So, um, yeah, well, I'm looking forward, hopefully, that could be great. Even with be... the second test match, they had more people in the studio. So, obviously, and yeah. COVID permitting as well. So, maybe looking forward to the one-day series, the T20 series after this. Uh, hopefully, there'll be some sort of more things that they'll be able to do. Uh, more yeah, next 100%. Year to That'd be great. Just a quick thank you to Jake Kripal for the great music and to Mini Jake for the quality artwork. So obviously in the second test, uh, England went with this out of 11. Joss Butler had gone home. Uh, Rory Burns, uh, Dom Sidby, Dan Lawrence, uh, Joe Root, Ben Stokes, Ollie Popes, Ben Folks, uh, Moen Ali came in for Dom Bess. Uh, Ollie Stone came in for the injured job for Archer. Jack Leach retained his base, but Stuart Ball came in for Jimmy Anderson, again, resting. Um, India won the toss and obviously chose the bat. Um, but what were your thoughts on the selections, guys? Uh, I think, um, obviously, the one with best, I think, made sense. Uh, the way he bowled in that fourth uh, innings, uh, you couldn't really put him out there again so soon. Um, and Ali, obviously, we know has had issues uh, previously, but still a pretty reliable option to come in um, especially if he, especially if, he, if he's spinner number two behind Leach I think it's a safe option um, I think that they were always going to rest Jimmy um, play broad instead I'm not too sure if that's a, if it's the right call but I think they, I think they were always going to do it um, and yeah, I think folks, that was a... I think folks keeping for Butler obviously was the obvious choice um, in terms of replacing him um, but the only, the only one for me was I think obviously they were always going to do it, but I think replacing Ball with Jimmy was the only questionable one for me. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, yeah, because like it was it was going to happen. There was obviously murmurings to think uh, stick with Anderson after obviously that spell and just bowling as he did in the first test. Um, but then he had played back to back tests already, so it does make sense. Um, obviously, he got a bit of longer rest now, so I'm sure he probably would come back in for Broad next game. Again, Ali came in for Spess. Um, obviously not played test matches the first in the Ashes uh, two seasons ago, two years ago. I wasn't particularly surprised by it, um, but no, realistically no. that was the only option uh, if they wanted to get rid of best or not get rid of, but like give them a rest or a drop, however you wanted to phrase it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, then obviously the first test match, uh, first day, got to... Hey, sorry, Joe. Um, what were we doing with Bess? Were we resting him? He was dropped. Why was he got- dropped? Root basically he, confirmed after the way he bowled in the fourth innings, uh, they were going to give him some time to go away and just practice and just let him but basically just get in repetition. Basically, I think, um, just because he just he, he's bowled so poorly in that final innings, he, yeah, he bowled so poor. I don't understand why you would put someone in who has bowled 
so distinctively average in Moeen Ali. Over Tom, we, I know obviously you've got some sort of vendetta against Moeen Ali, but you can't, obviously, he's, as opposed to Johnny Burst's selection when he was told to go away, he has gone away. He's played some cricket for Worcestershire and he's done very, very well, very, very well doing so. Like, it's, I don't get what your issue with Moeen Ali is. Yeah, there's no doubt Mo is a class player. Um, I mean, even when he was England's first choice spinner, there's always this question of is he good enough to be England's first choice spinner? Like, everyone knew he wasn't an out and out spin bowler, he was a batsman that bowled a bit. Um, but England used that for him to be the main spinner, and for, and for a while he did very well. Like, and then it was he had a poor, uh, obviously, the poor um start in the ashes and was dropped off of that. Um, but like, as, as a bowling option, that Mo was always going to be part of this series. And, and probably wasn't going to be used at some point. Especially considering how well he played um, in Sri Lanka last time out. Um, obviously, I know yeah. before the last one, before the COVID broken one, the one before that, him, uh, Leach, and I think it was Rashid at the time, uh, might yeah, be Rash, wrong, yeah. were the ones that um, did perfectly. So I think it was perfectly reasonable uh, selection, um, especially yeah, if he's going to bat at eight. That's absolutely fine. Um, yeah, I agree. Um, and obviously, England, at the end of the day, I think they were what two hundred and something for five, um, uh, yeah, two, yeah, three hundred and one for seven sort of thing. Um, I think at the time it was in the balance. Um, obviously it was it was you could tell early doors it was going to be a spinning pitch. Um, but despite that, uh, Ollie Stone bowled well. I think in the first innings, I've already yeah, got a chance to see well. too much of Ollie Stone. But yeah, like no. it's consistently a good pace. He's got really nice smooth action. I really really like watching him bowl. Um, broad, a uh, bit quiet. But again, he only bowled 11 overs when it's like a absolute a Bunsen, if you were a Bunsen burner, a nice little turn. Yeah. Um, but then obviously England, India are 329 all out uh, from 95 overs. So the first day, so the second, first one of the second day, England quickly finished, polished them off. Um, but yeah, in terms of bowling wise, I can't really complain too much. Uh, I think Ollie Stone, like I said, bowled well, took three wickets. Uh, Leach bowled okay, um, didn't bowl great, didn't bowl awfully. Uh, and like I said, Ali um, went for a bit, but like I said, four wickets. Then Joe yeah. Root with a bit of his part-time spin as well. Um, yeah, like I said, it, I think you could tell that how the pitch was going to play. And I think that um, factored into how England thought, how I thought f- for sure how it had gone, if it was in the balance, etc. Um, what were your thoughts uh, after the end of the first day uh, when they just needed like, th- a few more wickets to get them all out? I thought we had done very well. Given the fact that um, Rohit obviously hit a brilliant 100, superb innings, uh, unbelievable. Um, to then get the likes of Pajara, Kohli and Rohane for all very, very few few runs. Like, they could have gone on and scored, uh, well, well, basically done um, what we did in the first test and scored 500. And that would have been like, a game gone 100%. So, to limit them to what they did, did in that first day, I thought was superb, lads. Um, I, I thought we took wickets at key times. Um, obviously, we got Rohit and um, it was lad, it was lad on sixty odd at the time as well. Um, uh, Rahane, Raha, yeah, we, we, we got them both in very quick succession. Obviously, Rahane was lucky with with the poor with the poor third umpire. Oh, don't. Um, which was um, well. The un- for what we understand is at the time they didn't have that camera angle available or something that that, 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 that was the reason they came up with I don't um, understand at this point when you're in test match cricket why you don't have every single angle available yeah. to you but, I mean, but, that's, also, that's, that's a but also what was strange is after they finished the review they showed it on the TV about a ball later 
um, and it showed clearly that he gloved it after hitting the pad, and then obviously Pope caught it. And even like even during the review, Root was saying we are appealing for the court after it's bounced off off the pad. Like he told the umpire that clearly. And you could see as it to explain it. Like he he, he showed them him like, like pointing to his yeah, glove, he... like off, yeah. off 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 of the pad. I, I agree and... with you. Then he's literally there. Like it's it's literally touched me there. Like yeah, exactly. Um, and so like it, it was weird for them even not to wait for the angle, like um, or whatever it was. It was, it was really really bad mistake from, from the um, third umpire. Uh, and luckily England got the got the review reinstated. Um, well, that's obviously as as you commented just before the um, uh, for a little break. Um, uh, Mark Butcher obviously was in commentary and he was the one that consistently was like, you can see they've made a mistake. And then I think it was, because yeah. obviously the other commentators at the time didn't even mention it. And no, then obviously Mark Butcher was sort of battling. But I think yeah. that, um, I generally, it might very well be down to him because he's saying, have a look at this, show it again, show it again. That obviously yeah. he got the review back. I know Rahane went for only a few balls later and over two later. But yeah, exactly. it's still it's the ridiculous, ridiculous, isn't it? I mean, well, um, I, mean, I mean, that could have been game changing. Like he could have gone, gone to score a big hundred. Yeah. When he was out on sixty, and that that uh, that was a really key point in the game there, because at that point we had two new batsmen in on a pitch that was turning on day one, like I've never seen it, even even in India. And you're thinking, well, if we can get him out, uh, well, at the time I thought under three for fifty, which we which in the end we did, but I thought it was, I thought it was, yeah, it was that was a really key moment that went against us, but luckily it didn't end up hurting us. Yeah, it didn't affect the result. Well, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then yeah, like I said. Um, I mean, all round bowled well. And then obviously England came out for their go. Um, oh God! Didn't didn't get off to the best of starts. Uh, Roy Burns uh, falling about scoring after the third ball, um, and then from there it just carried on to uh, getting a bit worse and worse and worse. Um, and then eventually 134 all out. Um, what we thought? Ben yeah. again. Ben Phillips again. The uh, standout England batsman <laughs> uh, coming in. Um, yeah, and 40, 42 not out. Playing on an absolute Bunsen burner, obviously not facing that sort of stuff before, really. Um, yeah, I mean, it's very I, different to the uh, lot, Yeah, I think I probably, it's probably best to get our views on, on the pitch out now after watching the bat in the first innings. But, like, I mean, I mean, we were saying weren't we, before, before recording the, the podcast that um, there's been a lot of talk recently about pitches in Test Match cricket and what makes a good, good Test Match pitch. Obviously, uh, the home side is always going to have the advantage because they, they are the ones talking to the groundsmen every day, uh, and they get the be- and they also get the most feedback from it. But in countries where, like India, where, where you can produce a pitch that turns mega on day one, like they did, it's such an advantage to them. I think it it ruins the game almost. Like it it, it takes a bit away from the that that like battle of like working the pitch out. Like from, I mean, from my point of view, I think also you guys agreed. But before the podcast, we, we all said that like England's conditions and probably New Zealand are the most balanced there can be in terms of cricket. Like in Oz, you can pair a really hard pitch for it to bounce, which doesn't happen elsewhere really. Obviously, India, you you can also make it to spin. In England, like we obviously can produce pitches that benefit us. But I don't. I can't think of one opening batsman that wants to bat in England on a green top surface in like May time. Well, like, I'll name you one. I'll even name you like one. even like Sibley and Burns will look at a pitch 
and say, you know what, I'd rather bowl on that first than bat on it. And, 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 and also the toss, the toss is so big, but like, uh, you look at some pitches and you're like, right, we need to really win this toss here to have a, have a chance. And then unfortunately, on this pitch, in this, in this time, the toss was the most, uh, it was the most decided factor. Yeah, I agree, Dan. I agree. But I reckon, not... I reckon Alistair Cook would love to bat on a May pitch. <laughs> yeah, maybe Cookie. He's um, a different breed. <laughs> I don't mind it too much, if I'm being entirely honest. Obviously, as you said, you're the home team. You can Is that as you're saying, thing. as you're a batsman? I think in the UK, obviously, it's more difficult to produce pitches that will do something extraordinary. Obviously, yeah. Old Trafford traditionally is a little bit harder. You'll get a little bit more bounce Old Trafford, a little bit more pace. Um, yeah. but as, not to the point where it's going to be like... Yeah, like, as, and then... Justin turns more, that sort of thing. Um, and then, obviously, Taunton, again, completely different. It's a small ground, but obviously it does turn. Hence the fact they get, um, they get fined for it every year because it's yeah. not fit to play on. But you think to yourself, if you go out there, and I think it's a good thing in the UK to have things a little bit different. Like I said, you get a little bit more pace at all traffic. And then if you have one that, say, for example, replicates a lot of spin, uh, like heading, sorry, like Taunton, yeah. um, Go out there and bat there, and then if you have to, or if you have to, if you get called up to England, I know obviously it can be completely different because it's different conditions, etc. But um, if you've learned how to play a ball at rags, then I don't see how it could be a bad thing. I think it's I'm all yeah. for pitches being completely different. I do agree with your point uh, to an extent. The only thing for me is like, I think this pitch was it took it to the extreme. Like I have, n- I've, I've not seen a pitch. Like explode like in terms of in terms of the bounce that the spinners were getting on day one like and i think for the first time in a while we've got a number of good players to spin in our team who looked a bit bamboozled and you, and roots has gone and scored a double hundred in the first test on a pitch that was turning as well i think this one just took it to, like, a bit to the extreme at to the point where we, we have seen like potentially india will get a three a three Point uh, ban or sorry, three point uh, deduction off off the back of this. Like, like as we record this, not, nothing has been confirmed yet, but there is talk of India being deducted three points because of because of a poor test match pitch. I think personally that like reading what I've read recently, well, literally recently about an hour ago, um, they are looking to the fine India for what they did to that pitch. Like, yeah. They've just not made it playable for anyone apart yeah. from them. I think, I think as well, like over the past, like well, well, the past couple of months, Oz India, an unbelievable Test match series, and that that would get people wanting to watch Test match cricket. If you perform, if if you, if if you make pitches like this, where you get a result basically within what majority of three days, it went it went to day four a bit today, but not really much, and like. I, after day three, the game was done, wasn't it? That is not what you want, like, moving forward in terms of, like, promoting Test Match cricket. Like, and I, I think, as I say, like, the, I, I think the pitch in the first test was, for an Indian pitch, was perfect. You bat first, you get the best of it, but there's still something in it as well across the five days. Um, and you saw, obviously, India, India in, in Australia chase down a score on a day five pitch. That's what you want to see, isn't it, really? Like, 
you want to see teams in the game on day five where you can get win, lose or draw going into it. Which I'm for, which is obviously we had that in the first test. But this one, personally to me, like the pitch played a big factor in that. We had a result, well, well, yes, within four days, but come day three, we knew we were going to lose test match. Yeah, no, I completely agree. Um, obviously, looking back, just India's bowling, Ravi Ashwin took a five-wicket haul. Um, and then looking to India's next innings, uh, obviously, uh, they scored, what, 286 all out. Ravi Ashwin scored 100 and became just the second player in the history of test cricket to score a test and a five for, in, for the third time in a test match, which yeah. I think is excellent. I, you never really think... I personally would never think if I'm trying to use my head to think who are the best all-rounders at the moment in Test cricket. Ravi Ashwin probably would usually escape my mind, but the more I've watched oh, him man. play, the more I think to myself, no, he's he's definitely up there. Obviously, you go for your Ben Stokes, etc. But yeah, because at the moment ben... Ash, Ashwin has got so much press. Obviously, being well in India and stuff, coming back here, like he is, he's top dollar right now. He really is. I always Obviously, thought Ashwin. I, I, I always thought I was a bit of like, he, he, he's, he's, he's a bowler looking back a bit. And I saw his batting role more of like to back time. But you saw in that yeah. innings that that wasn't the case at all. He can go the other way and play very aggressive and and score and score runs that way. Um, and yeah, Joe, I think Joe's right. Like in terms of like, he wouldn't be your, in your like, mind of like the best all-rounders, but like there can't have been many better over the last few years. Who consistently scored runs and taken wickets wherever they've gone. So it's been it's quite a, it's quite a, a player really. Literally yeah, all I right. think all rounder with batting is Flintoff, Stokes. Well, I'm thinking England wise. Yeah, uh, you... Flintoff, Stokes, Ali when he was good. Um, yeah, Marine for a bit. But yeah. Are you think yeah? What yeah? You said what Stokes? What well, your Jason Holder for West Indies? Yeah, um, Holder. Jadeja, yeah. obviously he's not Jadeja. in the squad at the moment. Um, yeah. Obviously, Ashwin probably puts a bit more pressure on Ashwin to bowl, but then obviously you get like Shiki, but Al Hassan for Bangladesh. Again, yeah, never excellent one. Yeah. Um, but then you think that's with England as well. I always think that there's sometimes you get a bowler who scores a few runs once and they're like, oh, he's an all rounder. Yeah. You just think that, like when Stuart Broad, obviously, I know he was a completely different batsman after he got hit against uh, India, but to try and tire him with the all rounder brush might be, uh, might be stretching it a little bit. Same yeah, with definitely. maybe Chris Wokes, but. Maybe Chris Wokes is a bit different. No, Chris uh, Wokes is in there. Chris Wokes isn't. I say Wokes is generally around. I mean, go, go back, what, two, three years ago, Wokes is probably our best player. Like, um, like He's that, consistent. When, when he first broke into the test squad and he got that 100 and he was bowling, like, he was he was like first down on team sheet. You couldn't keep him out. Um, and obviously then the last few years, Stokes has just taken his game to another level. Well, Dan, batting. for me, Wokes is... I'd say Wokes is one of the first on the team sheet in England, test match-wise. Yeah, I mean, it's... it's, it's I mean, yeah. In, I mean, it's the thing with bowling-wise that he's very similar in that, in that to Anderson and Broad. So yeah. if you pick them all, then you've got no variation. No, um, that, that's the issue, isn't it? That is the issue. <laughs> in like three years' time when... Well, who knows, maybe in three years' time, Jen Anderson still be playing. When he's not playing, then you think he's probably going to be the first name on the team sheet. Um but like I said, if you're in India or if you're in Sri Lanka, you only want one person that's going to bowl uh, low yeah. to mid eighties and swing it. Then Anderson's going to be your first choice, and it will be brought, and then it'll be Wokes, uh, yeah. which is obviously difficult for Wokes. But obviously, he's still, he's probably one of England's best one-day players. He's still an excellent Test match player, and I think he's still got top a big, um, a big future in the game. 
rated test cricket. And I think in a few years time. 100% I agree. How long can we see Anderson playing for though? Because I look at comparisons, I know it's a completely different sport. You've got Tom Brady in the NFL. He's 43 years old, still winning Super Bowls. Can we expect to see Tom, um, Chris? uh, Whenever you listen to him, listen to him say Tail Enders. He talks about how just fresh he feels all the time. Um, How he, uh, obviously, he's a professional sportsman, as we touched on. He did have a lockdown, uh, an impromptu, what, seven months sabbatical. Um, where he came back from an injury and obviously was at the point where he was trying to get himself back to fitness. And I think it probably helped him. But I think that's probably helped a lot of people. And the fact that Stuart Brewer was probably going to be in the same situation. I think maybe if Alex Cook was still playing, then he'd be in the same situation again. Um, yeah. But then if you just look all around the world at the moment, the people uh, just being able to carry on, obviously the, the advances of medical science, sports science as well. Um, I don't think there's going to be a time date on it because people, as you said before, the British press love to write Anderson off. Uh, as being too old, as being only able to do it in one sort of situation, where he, he shows going. time and time again that he keeps on going. So I yeah. don't want to put my neck on the line and say, oh, he's going to retire off the ashes, because then he could retire off the ashes in four years' time. Which exactly. genuinely, there's no, there's no way to definitively talk about it. Because obviously, no. He no longer, he, well, I say he doesn't bock what he's well, low 80s, but he does things with the ball which are excellent. If he, because he's no longer exerting himself to think, oh, I'm going to just try and get the extra few yards in the, in the game in my bowling um, and I think he knows his game perfectly and that he can just work on that himself and I think it's entirely up to him how long he wants to play for I agree I agree um, and yeah obviously we're talking about the Indian batting innings uh, Virat Kohli got a few he got 62 obviously after a duck in the first innings he's definitely going to come back and uh, get some um, but there's no great scores in there apart from obviously Ashwin and Kohli and there were 286 all out um, leaving England with a mammoth chase Um was it chasing over 490? Um, yeah, 493, yeah. I think it was. Again, my god awful maths. Um, but and that, and that, and that, that, that was on what day three, wasn't it? That was that was day that was going, going that was on day three. England was set that sort of thing. So you knew going in, you, you knew then we weren't going to win win the test match or even draw it really. You knew it was going to be a, a loss. Um, which is, yeah, which was a shame, really. Uh, but I mean, I mean, um, unfortunately, that's, that's India at home, isn't it? They can do that yeah. to you. <laughs> well, yeah, as you touched upon, there was a day, what, two two and a bit days left. And I thought it was an excellent chance to try and get England to, because realistically, you're not going to win the game. Like, obviously, yeah. you know you've got the time time on your hands, uh, in your hand, but you've got to think to yourself that, that there's a reason for that. It's because it's like turning like a, like a, I don't know, a watch. I don't know what turns on. Yeah. Um, but then obviously, to be freed out at the end of the day, for, it was a bit annoying. Obviously, Jack Leach went out there and first ball got a duck. So, I, obviously, I'm probably not a big fan of Night Watchmen in general. Um, I think, uh, yeah, I think um, Night Watchmen does work in certain situations. Um, I think, obviously, what with Leach going out there at that point in time, you would, you, you, probably, you probably would have done it. Um, what's the weirdest is, though, also, you put Leach in and then. If he gets out, you then send out your batsman anyway, which is like a bit weird, which is still like a bit weird, isn't it? It's like, yeah. if you're going to do that, why do you then not send out, say, like, like Jimmy or someone extra like, afterwards? Broadly, yeah. Why do you why um, do you send that one and the other sort of thing? But then, yeah, I mean, um, yeah, I think uh, three down, end of end of day three, writing was on the wall, <laughs> as yeah. they say. Well, all, four, all four wickets in that innings, sorry, all, four, all ten wickets in that innings fell to spin. Uh, which yeah. isn't really much of a surprise. Uh, I think Axel Patel got five for on debut, which is fair play to him. Um, but obviously they picked a team knowing the pitch is going to spin uh, going into it. Um, so with Axel Patel, Cody Yadav, Yadav and uh, Robbie Ashwin. Um, obviously it's nice to see Moeen get a few at the end, 43 off 18. I think he just came out and thought, 
bugger, I'm just going to swing the bat. I was to say, have a go, was not he, and just see what happens. You may yeah. as well at that point as well. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, and yeah, that was it. 164 out, all out, and uh, loss of well, how many to lose by in the end? Um, yeah, lots of runs, well, lots uh, of runs, three, three and Seri- 17 to be precise. Yeah, I must so say, on this series um, tied up one all. I must say, on this uh, night watchman thing you were having in India, is it why you're sending out Jack Leach to a spinner who's bowling well? Yeah, with a pitch, well, it's actually ragging. Yeah, it's no. like, yeah, it's almost like what is the, yeah. What is the point? Like just send Joe Vu out, block out in the day. I think personally, yeah. I, I I agree. I agree. And, 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 um, and I think I think it works in certain situations. I think then it probably wasn't the time to. I think I think personally it works again, in Australia. Like, but then again, what New if, Zealand when you're blocking whatever yeah. you're facing. Like, but in India, who knows what you're facing? Don't send Jack Leach out. Joe Root go out. Like, I know we were never in that position to win that game. Four eight two is just ridiculous to chase. Which again um, makes it even more astounding as to why they sent Alicia out when realistically, like you said, you've got no chance. Well, Joe game. Root staying up there, like, I, I get I get the night watchman, watchman, yeah. sorry, um, but I, I don't understand why we didn't just send Joe out. Like, no, yeah. um, and obviously, it came to an end today. Uh, obviously, India completely destroyed us. Series level 1 1. Uh, Moment Ali goes back home. Uh, obviously, he's been in the bubble, had COVID at the beginning of the Sri Lanka tour, if you don't forget that as well. Um, so yeah. he goes back after playing just one test. Uh, the new squad for the third test, uh, Jerry obviously stays, Anderson, Johnny Best are back in, Don Best in the squad, Ship Broad, Roy Burns, Zach Crawley is back in the squad. Uh, so if he's fit enough to start, we'll obviously see. Uh, ben Folks, uh, Dan Lawrence, Jack Leach, Ollie Pope, Dom Sibley, Ben Stokes, Ollie Stones, Chris Wokes, and Mark Wood as well. Yeah. Uh, so there's no Joffrey Archer. Um, no. Like, I, 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 my, my thoughts on Joffrey Archer is if he's not going to be there to bowl 90 plus miles an hour, Obviously not consistently, but if you use him like I know everyone always says it, use how Mitchell Johnson was used in the Ashes series when he got four over burst, he took bare wickets. But if yeah. he's not gonna be able to bowl at 90, I don't see the point in picking him because you've got Stones and Wood. Yeah, and as I said I before, Stones today, well, in this test match, I think he bowled very well. He's got very nice action and he's consistently bowling it. And I, I personally would keep Stones in the test match personally. I think, I think for me in, in going in the third test, I think you, you bring in Jimmy back in for board. I think that's definitely one of your changes. Best is obviously going to come in uh, for Ali because you, you've got to play two spinners yeah. uh, in India. You can't not play one. Um, and then an interesting one for me is, is do you is do you bring back in someone like Best though? Obviously, Lawrence hasn't had the best of series so far, but looked very good in, in Sri Lanka. Um, this morning, got out, I think, to come down to Ashwin, I, on 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 his first on, on early doors today was a bit of a strange call. Um, unbelievable something from Pam, by the way, ridiculous take through the legs, um, and a very and a very clever bit of cricket by the Indians because they obviously worked out that the night before Lawrence was trying to play aggressively coming down the pitch, so um, they were actually targeting that. I, I think um, it's hard, isn't it, really? Because like Besto had a pretty good shrinking tour, and so did Lawrence. Um, Obviously, they've also they've also added Crawley back in as well now for the third for the third test, so they may make a change there. They may they may make make a change at three, but I think the team will. I think definitely Anderson back in and Best back in. Um, the eleven I'd go for would be Sibley and Burns to open up. I'd go Crawley at three personally. Uh, yeah. Obviously, drop Dan Lawrence again. Give him as we said to Don Best, go out there, practice a bit more. Yeah. Joe Root at four, Ben Stokes at five, Ollie Pope at six, Folks at seven, Bess at eight, 
Ollie Stone, I'm keeping. I'm keeping at nine. Leach at 10, Anderson at 11. Yeah. Um, I, I think, think that's um, nicely. Um, I agree yeah. with Joe here, but I think we're going to get Bairstow as opposed to Crawley. Yeah, no, I... I that's, I like I said, that's well. the team I'd go for, but I think Bairstow will probably yeah. come Bairstow in. Bairstow will play. Like, the, guy, the guy can go out and not play test match cricket. I can also see Wood coming for Stone as well. I, I, yeah, I, that I, wouldn't I, surprise I, me. I also see that happening as well. I mean, obviously, you've got to remember, before the test series... England were very open about uh, rotating the squads and keeping everyone fresh, weren't they? Um, but what you've got to think and... with this time round is obviously, I know the game before you had that you were, um, obviously it was only four or five days turnaround. Obviously this one, I think it's like over, like over a week. It's next, it's next yeah, Wednesday. Wednesday. Yeah, next Wednesday. Yeah. Wednesday, yeah. So, so I think that, yeah, that gives days. you a chance to um, be, if you wanted to be a bit more consistent with selection. Um, yeah. And I, I personally would go for... Um, Ollie Stone to keep, but that's obviously my personal opinion. Obviously, I'm not an English so I mean, you, you have to wait to see also what. Got, also, got to look at. Obviously, we are also there to win the series. Like, yeah, you, you, like you can't just rotate. Play, like, obviously, you want players to play. You, you want your best players to play all the time. Um, and we and we are there to win the series. So I think also you also got to say, you know what? Like, we've got a good chance to win the series. Like, it's one all right right now. Good, uh, got a good chance to win it. Um, yeah, Dan, I, think, I, agree. I, I, I think you got to play. You got to play your best side. Dan, I, I agree. As Joe says, you've got eight days now to rest. I think. I play think I agree with you, Dan. I think this is a this is a big chance now. We're one one. If we yeah. win this game, we, we're not going to lose in India. Like, exactly. That how is, how big is that? That's, that's an incredible unreal. achievement. That's like, actually unreal, isn't it? Like it's really uh, it's, another it's, potential selection. I saw uh, touted out on Twitter as well. Um, obviously, Roy Burns came back in. Um, he's got two ducks, a thirty and a twenty. Maybe potentially see him drop out as well as Lawrence. Maybe see Crawley open up as we saw in India. Maybe even risk Burst open a button or something like that, just to yeah. give him a bit of a break and uh, just to test out the squad. Really, yeah. I always see, I always see our opening batsman. The only the first one that is judged is Sibley. It's never Burns, I find. Yeah, and and Burns has not done well. I know he's come back into the team, obviously after a while not playing cricket. I'd be injured, yeah. And I mean, into India as well. Of, India is very hard to play cricket. But. You say that, but also you, you would say that Burns' game is suited to playing spin, but he struggled, doesn't he? Yeah, like he does. He's, he sweeps the ball very well and he, he, he has struggled. So uh, you could see Crawley opening up. But then again, Crawley didn't have a great series in Sri Lanka. I must so say, there was, there was about 10 minutes of watching uh, the opening innings of the last minute, when the last inning, the fourth innings against India. Uh, where Sib, uh, not Sibley, sorry, Burns was playing actually quite nice. He was coming up against the spin, using his feet well, playing sweep shot well, and then all yeah. of a sudden he just had a brain phase. Yeah. If there was another out and out opener, then I think there definitely would be a change. But because obviously Crawley has opened before, but obviously it isn't an opener. Uh, same with Bears, though. I don't think it's likely, but I wouldn't be surprised if that makes sense at all. Yeah, I know. I, I agree. I, I think. Um... Most likely thing is you most likely thing is you see Crawley back three for me. I think it's either Crawley back three or he doesn't or or he won't get selected for the team. I think that yeah. they'll try and keep going with Burns and Sibley um for, for the majority of, of, of the series. Um and then yeah, you, you may see him coming at three, but I don't think he'll open. Yeah. I think um cool. I think well, obviously going towards the end now. Um but I think we're definitely definitely keeping Ben Folks in the squad right in the team. Um I think glove work is fantastic. And batting-wise, obviously, he was the backbone 
obviously, in obviously not, not a great thing, but in the first innings. Yeah. Um, and he's carry on showing. Um, and obviously, as this earlier on the podcast, we had a bit of a wanker first, a uh, wanker phone about Adam Gilchrist. I saw Adam Gilchrist tweeted um, just lots of praise for Ben folks and lots of famous people. I think Kuma Sangikara tweeted it. Adam Gilchrist, Sarah Taylor, some of the best goal, uh, best yeah. wicketkeepers that we've seen in the last 15 years, all giving a very high praise to Ben Folks. Uh, yeah. uh, oh, and uh, my favourite thing about Ben Folks, he stood up to Stuart Broad. I know Stuart, Stuart Broad's not quick. I know he's not as quick yeah. as other nations' bowlers, but to stand up to Stuart Broad in England, well, as an English player, that's, that's yeah. nuts. Yeah. I think it, it was, I mean, this year, I mean, this, this, this test... One of the best things to watch was the glove work of both folks and Pant. I think yeah. it's unbelievable yeah, skill to do what they did. I mean, the, like folks are stumping in the second innings as well was brilliant. Pant's one on Lawrence was unbelievable. Um, and to me, it's mad. Like Ben Folks, like could be and probably is like the best keeper in the world, and he's yeah. not playing regular ten minute cricket because obviously England go a different way. They like and to be fair, Josh, Josh hasn't done a bad job. But he's definitely he, improved the gloves. It's he had, but, oh, yeah, 100%. But, when, yeah. but when folks has come in, you can now see the difference. Like, yeah. I don't remember folks making like one mistake. I don't remember him like, missing one ball. Like, maybe the one that, that wasn't actually impossible to grab. But like, folks was just outstanding. Like, it was spitting like that, a hot pan as well. Like, uh, it was... and, and you've got to think he hasn't he pretty he hasn't kept wickets since what September of last year. He's been in, in the nets the whole time, and like, and he comes into India on a pitch like a Bunsen burner and does that. I think it's absolutely outstanding. He's um, ridiculous. I, I think he is the best keeper so that England man. have. I think he's one hundred percent. Yeah, and I think uh, that's also been known for like three, three, four years. Yeah, obviously England have just chosen to go a different way about it. Um, they've chosen to obviously put Butler in, who's a batsman who can keep, like rather than say what Australia do with Tim Payne, like. Like in the test documentary, when Langer broke down his side, he classed Payne as a keeper who can bat, yeah, whereas yeah. we have Butler, who is a batsman who can keep, and like that is the big difference. Um, yeah. And like Tim Payne is a very very good keeper. Well, I think folks, I think folks is is, is is above him. Awesome. Yeah, with sure. that Tim Payne comment as well, I actually kind of think that ever since that India tour, he gets a lot of stick, but I actually think he's a very good wicket keeper. I oh, think he, he is. proved it. In yeah, the yeah. As there's, well. no, there's no doubting it that he's a better keeper than say Wade is, but like they they're probably going to go with Wade because he's probably scores more runs. Like, mm-hmm. and also if they do change the captaincy around, Payne would probably go altogether, wouldn't he? Yeah. But like that's, that, that, that's a different topic for another. Yeah, episode, you, you you can't um, see an Australian side without with Payne not as captain. That makes sense. Exactly. Yeah. If Payne's yeah. in there, he's captain. If he's not I captain, can, he's I, not I, I could see I could see Payne as some type of. Selector or something like that, personally. Yeah. Like I said, a thing, a time for a completely different podcast. Obviously, next time we'll discuss yeah. uh, South Africa, Australia, Australia changing the go- well, Australia changing where the goalposts are each time. Um, but obviously, <laughs> we're running out of time now. Uh, so the yeah. next test uh, starts on Wednesday, the twenty fourth, nine o'clock English time on Channel Four. Uh, that's at the Sardar Patel Stadium in Am- in Ahmed Am- 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 Completely booked that. So we got just a minute left, guys. Uh, predictions for the test. Well, I, I, I was just going to quickly say it is from the last episode, uh, are all three of us still in with a shout prediction wise? Yeah, I, I, I went 3 1 England. You were 3 1, and Joe was 3 1 India, weren't you, Joe? Yeah, 
Yeah, so we're all we're so all we're all in with a shout. We're all in there. I'm a with a bet as well. What was that? <laughs> Two pound each. I think it was a quid uh, each. Yeah, yeah something yeah, ridiculous. Something crazy. I think, so what um, are you thinking? Prediction wise, um, I I see India going for strength to strength. I think they'll build on that. Um, it'll be a, a big factor again with the pitch. If, if it's yeah. similar to the first test, I think England have got a good chance. If it's similar to the second one, with the Bunts and Burnout, that India will do similar to us. Um, for me, I mean, as it is in India, the toss is really key. If we can bat first, I can see us getting a result. I think we will always struggle to chase a score or bat for a draw in India. Um, but I am going to unfortunately say I think India will win this one. Um, so it's India for you, Dan. What about for you, Tom? India for me, yeah. Uh, for me as well, if they get fined by the World Test, I think... They could potentially rethink the pitch, but I don't think they will. So I'm um, asking one question, India or England? Oh, in England. I'm going to be positive one. I said it last time. 2-1, Ben Folks. Two I'm going centuries. England too. So we'll see, like I said, the next test starts on Wednesday, a day night. It starts at 9am in the morning, which is perfect for us lazy students who've got nothing else to do. Um, and I've got a holiday guys, for thank it. Thank you very much. Uh, we'll see you next week. Thank you very much. All right, guys. Cheers,